welcome back everyone to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very, very good friend and co-host, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, man? Ah, pretty damn good. Yeah? Yep. That's good to hear. Good to hear. May's been good so no far. More, no more chance encounters with any Game of Thrones stars this week, or... No, but I have been catching up on, on other Natalie Dormer shows that I haven't watched. Ah, oh, really? Like what? Mostly for Tudors, really. Ah, okay, cool. But I mean, awesome. I'm, con- I'm conflicted as to whether I want to continue it, knowing the, the, you know, the future of it lays in store for the character just playing. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready yeah. to, to go through that agony again, so I don't know. We'll see how yeah. I Yeah, at least you know from the get-go this time. That's true. It's, it doesn't make it any like, easier. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Do I want to commit to this? Or? <laughs> do I, do I want to see... Her die again. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, is is it really worth it? Um, yeah. No, I. Uh, my wife really likes that show. She um, really got into it, and yeah. uh, talks about it a lot. What I've seen has been good, but it's just it's just sat down the road. I'm like, I can. I know you're down yeah. there. I know you're down there because it's all on stand. So yeah, I was like, yep. I don't know. But apart from that, no, unfortunately not. No. Oh, that's a shame. Hey, that's man, a shame. Thrones Con is in Melbourne next week. I was about to say, yeah, it's, yeah, maybe next week, but yeah, it is. It's that's very true. Uh, yeah, but it's been a pretty busy week this week in terms of uh, the old news. But we'll get to all that sort of stuff in a minute. Shall we uh, dive into what we've been playing? I think that's a good place to start. Yes. All right, Karen. How about you tell me what you've been playing? Well, because I really want to hear about this game. Well, this week I am playing a new game. Finally. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the wake of Persona Five, just mostly dominating our lives for the last month. Right. Yep. So uh, I picked up Prey. Right. Okay. The I'm new, really excited to hear about. Yeah. This. So the new shooter from, I guess it's from Arcane, published by Bethesda. Yep. Uh, I, I, I had originally no interest in this game. I had it was it wasn't even in my radar. I was kind of like, oh yeah, Prey's coming out. I don't care. But yeah. They put up that like opening hour demo. So, you know what? Screw it. It's a demo. I'll download it and try it and play it. I got yep. 20 minutes in and was basically sold, so I stopped. Because I'm like, I don't want to know anything else. I'll yep. I'll get the full story in the full game. Uh, so, the basically the tagline I saw it getting promoted with were at, at some of the stores I saw it at was basically System Shock with the accessibility of a Half-Life. And it's pretty bang on the mark there. That's that's not a bad uh, not a bad selling point. Yeah, again, I was mostly surprised to see them marketing it with the confidence, going, "Yeah, people know what System Shock is and Half Life." Like, yeah, yeah, no, like these are both games that haven't been well, really. They've been obviously I heard of recently, but like actively talked about in a very long time. I assumed yeah. that the marketing would just be like, "Hey, it's like Bioshock." Remember Bioshock? It, that that's what I thought too. That because that seems like the obvious parallel between the two games, like between. Like any other game and prey, like yeah. it seemed like to me when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like Bioshock, right? Yeah, but to be yeah, but Bioshock does owe some of its roots to System Shock and such. Exactly, yeah, it's true. So yeah, I was just happy to see them for starters. That's like, how are we going to sell this game? Maybe we mention the System Shock. Yeah, bold move. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I look. It's I. It's definitely a, a good selling point. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so far, I think I'm, I don't know exactly how far into the game I am. I think I've logged, like, maybe eight-ish hours or so over the last week or so. Okay. Uh, it's definitely really good. I am enjoying the, like, the, the story so far is interesting, and the world is, like, 
it's got some good environmental storytelling that you get from these sort of immersive sims. <laughs> it's a thing. It is a thing. I had to, it's a thing. I, I, I still don't know how I feel about it, but I can't argue with Warren Spector. So, you know. Oh, well, hey, that's it. You exactly. Know. So, but basically, yeah. So there's like so much, there's emails to dig through on computers. There's like the audio logs to pick up and listen to. Notes here and there, all sorts of stuff, like characters. Like every corpse has a name, which is kind of cool. Wow. Because basically you can check like a crew log, like a list of all the crew, where they work and where their current location is. And it'll say if they've got like life signs detected or not. Oh, and Jesus. I did check, and there is a trophy for finding every single corpse on that ship. Don't think I'll oh. do it, but it's cool that it's there. Like, you can just, like, I'm going to track down every corpse and just, I guess, make a log of it. It's like, cool, good on you. You can go do that. I'm just, not going yeah, to. The, the corpse collector. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely something I'm really enjoying about it. It's got it's got pretty good atmosphere. Uh, mm-hmm. I do get just genuinely creeped out sometimes just walking around. Sometimes... It's because maybe the music feels a, sounds a bit too loud. Okay, it's got a great soundtrack, of course, because yep. Mick Gordon on Fucking... on on duty again for for music and uh different sort of sound to the Doom soundtrack, which I also appreciate. But I really, yep. really dig the soundtrack. See, I didn't realize that he was doing the soundtrack for this, and I'm like, well, that's another that's another tick for me in the book. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but sometimes. It's it's when you start like an encounter with an enemy, it sometimes kicks in too loud, and that's usually what gets the jump on me more than anything. Right. And okay. it's like, oh, okay, I guess there's an enemy nearby. You got me good music, but yep. it wasn't the monster. I just want to be clear about that. The monster didn't scare me. It was just the so, music was loud. So that's what I wanted to ask. I, I did ask you this during the week, but I haven't had it like via Facebook Messenger. But like, I do want to talk about, like, ask you about this. Look, what. For someone like me, now, it's probably been well-documented. In fact, it has been well-documented on our YouTube channel how I feel about horror games and how well I do with horror games. Uh, what's what, what are the chances of me being able to play this game, basically? Uh, well, look. It's, I, it's hard to say, really. I would recommend, honestly, you try the opening hour. There I'm are, thinking about it, yeah. There are probably some, there are some jump scares for sure. Yep, and sometimes the monsters or the enemies, I should say, they're not like they are, I would describe them as monsters based on their appearance. But the enemies will sometimes take you by surprise, as you mm-hmm. should expect. You, you know that the Typhon, like the lowest class of Typhon, is a mimic, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very well aware. Of that. It's yeah. been, been very well documented. Yeah. So sometimes you'll walk into a room thinking you're all good, and suddenly the cup will go you, and it will be an enemy. So you've got to be a bit more careful. You get like a scanner you can use to like hone in on the mimics and go, okay, that's a mimic and that's a mimic. Good God. There is actually a room I found, which is just shelves and shelves and shelves of objects. And they've all got little sticky notes on them saying, not a mimic, not a mimic, not a mimic, which I, which I really enjoyed. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I personally don't find it scary, but I could see people getting startled by some stuff, but I wouldn't say it's, it's actively a frightening game. Is it is it more so like like kind of like a dead spacey kind of feel? It's just yeah, the atmosphere is very heavy. Okay, cool. Like, it, cause, you could, cause I'm, I, I'm okay with dead space. Dead space was fine. Like I, I had it had its jump scare moments and you know made me shit my pants a little bit, but they weren't 
they were jump scares that came out of nowhere. They weren't like building up to it. You know what I mean? Like if that makes sense. Yeah, that's I, um, I, I get what you're saying. There's no real mm. moments like that. It isn't. It isn't a horror game. I would. Yeah, I would argue it's not a horror game. Right. That's 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 good to know. Because like, I am definitely interested in picking it up, but at some point, I don't know when. But like. Yeah, that that's the they've been the one thing on my mind. I'm like, oh, do I want to buy it and then get like halfway through it and then or like twenty minutes into it and go, no, thank you. Oh, there are definitely things that will make you jump, Joel. Okay, I I, I, I think I can deal with that. I can tell maybe. you that much. Uh, I'll play that opening hour. Yeah, well, the opening hour, yeah, will give you a good idea. And that's again, there's like twenty minutes into that demo, there's a thing that happens and then you go, yep, cool, I'm in. Because okay, just based on the yeah, the game's very. Deals with some interesting stuff that makes for good reading, I'll say that much. Okay, cool. Uh, and the Typhon themselves are interesting as opposition. You've got your like your base level mimics, which are... They're not hard to kill, but what I will say about the early days of that game's combat is it is tedious as hell. Because uh, okay. it starts off with a wrench. Like, your first weapon is a wrench. Okay. Which is fine, except the mimics, yep. especially the little ones, they jump around a lot. They jump around a lot, and hitting him with a wrench is frustrating. So basically, they recommend you use your... You've got a gun called a glue gun, which shoots globs of stuff that just hardens. So they recommend that you do that. Like, you shoot enough of that at an enemy, and they'll freeze on the spot for a while. Which is fine in, like, the one-on-one encounters. But when you sometimes enter rooms and there's multiples, it can can get a little bit tedious to just, like... You're playing whack-a-mole with your wrench. You've got a stamina meter to, to, like, manage when you're swinging your wrench and all that sort of stuff. But as I progressed, like, I've obviously picked up more weapons. I've got a decent arsenal. I've got, like, pistol, shotgun, my glue cannon still. I've got, like, a, an electric zapper gun for, like, the, the robot enemies I fight. And I've started awesome. to pick up some abilities as well with the game's skill tree. It uses, like, neuromods, which are basically a okay. thing you would inject into your eye, essentially. Oh, good. Yeah, I saw that in the trailer, and I was like, good, more more, more eyeball things. Yeah. More sticking things in my eyeball. Oh, yeah. So that's that's something to look forward to. Uh, but yeah, like it's set in, in a space station. Sorry if that was a spoiler, but I'm sure everyone's seen the trailer. <laughs> where there is a space station. Yep. Uh, and it's basically set in an alternate timeline in which Kennedy isn't assassinated. And apparently, okay. had Kennedy not been assassinated he would have doubled down in space race and get us to space. And also live for a very long time based on what I've been reading in the in the game's in-game lore. Well, like kept himself alive or... Yes. So there are okay. neuromods, there are specific ones that will extend your lifespan. Oh, okay. Which, cool. is a, which actually is kind of cool. Like So basically you upgrade your skills, basically. And so there's one for increasing your maximum health, which is... You know, it's a video game, so you read that, you're like, okay, cool, I now have 125 health. I now have 150 health. But right. to sort of keep it a bit more not video gamey, I guess, like the flavor text also mentions that it's like, also adds 25 years to your lifespan, 50 years to your lifespan, 75 oh. years. I was like, that's cool. That makes me feel less like I'm just playing a video game and getting more health, which was kind it of contextualizes neat. it. Yeah. So that was yeah, neat. That's cool. So there's a lot of cool stuff like that, which I really enjoy. You sort of get a decent amount of options to to sort of build your character and it does offer you options like you can be sneaky there's like crit like if you get a sneak attack on an enemy it'll do bonus damage all that sort of stuff okay so you, you can sort of like pick your path a little bit uh there was one more thing i was going to mention oh the crafting in this game okay so because yeah. because it's the future 
obviously yep you 3d print everything okay of course yep. yep so the game has a very cool recycling system where like anything you've got on your person but mostly very like specific gray square objects you can get like trash maybe it's a discarded like circuit board or like an orange peel or something like that and yep. so you can recycle these objects and they'll spit out basically little colored cubes and spheres okay so you basically recycle objects down to their their base form like organic matter and all that sort of stuff when you take that over to your 3d printer and you've got like a grid system and you choose from the recipes you've got and you chuck the grids in create and it just 3d prints what you're looking for that's cool. I was like, it, it makes sense in a world that potentially existed in the future after kids grew up with Minecraft that you would build on grids. Like, it just <laughs> makes sense. Grids. Yeah. Everything like, is grids on grids. Are easy, grids are easy to get your head around. Like, it's like, yeah, put it here. And it's like that. everything fits together. Exactly. You so, even go back to like that whole Tetris thing as well. It's, yeah. So yeah. I, I actually really like that. I had, I had a, a lot of fun recycling in this game. Yeah. Uh, word of warning, there is a, a weapon called a recycler grenade. Okay. Uh, when you throw that, don't throw it too close to yourself. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't ask how I know that, but just be careful. <laughs> be careful with it. There are some things that you probably don't want to recycle. Yep. Like like your own human body. Yeah, yeah that, maybe. That probably... maybe. However, I do recommend sometimes just for fun throwing it at enemies because it's pretty enjoyable. Awesome. Uh, but awesome. yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I don't know how much, how again, how far in I am. I'm just sort of just crawling my way around the space station, trying to go, trying to trying to make my way to the end. Yep. No, look, it's it's it seems to me, yeah, what you're saying about them uh, sort of setting up the world and those little extra touches that they've added that don't take a lot, I guess, a lot of work, but really just add to the overall feel of the the world that you're exploring. Um, yeah, like I've got I've got goals I've got to achieve, but I'm kind of free to go about them as I will. Okay, I, that's I, cool. I opened the way to a new area. I was like, do I have a quest marked here? I don't. I don't have to go here, but I'm going to. Yeah. And so you sort of have that option to explore freely as you go. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I mean, Arcane seem to be doing that. They, they're taking like existing genres and sort of things that are maybe a little stale, I guess. And sort of flipping them on their head just enough to make them feel fresh and new. Um, got all, everything I heard about Dishonored 2 sort of improved a lot on what the first one did, um, which was already well received. So, um, but like those little extra touches are, are important, especially when you're dealing with, uh, now I don't want to say new IP, but it may as well be, I guess. It's weird. I never played the first Prey. It sounds, from what I've read, it sounds like it's nothing like this game. Yeah, no, I think it's like it's by name only. They, they've got the name. Yeah, Professor owns they the bought. IP. Yeah, and well, they just trash. They were originally working on Prey Two, but then it got yeah. canned. Look, and I, I don't think it's a bad thing for them just to go. All right, like we've got this name. Why don't we use it for something? It's already trademarked. It's already people sort of know the name, so they're at least going to look into it. Um. It's yeah, and it seems to have paid off because it's everyone has been who's who's played it has said they've really enjoyed it. I know the guys at Achievement Hunter have been playing it, and they they've been just raving about it. So, um, I, I yeah, drop, I'm excited. I, I will drop a little it. descriptor. You mm. could you could argue that it is a Metroidvania. Oh, like there because the area the space station is largely open. 
Yep. Like you will open different ways forward with certain abilities and items you pick up, which is yep. also cool if you're into that specific genre. Well, I have heard about people already speedrunning this game. Mm-hmm. I heard eleven that, minutes is the quickest run. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and and the guy that he broke his own record, which was previously twenty twenty minutes. I'm pretty sure it's insane. And then he was like, "Nah, I could do better." And then just cut it in half. It's that's mental. Like, but you know, people are way too good at video games. People, some people are just good at it. I yeah, I respect it, but. I, I'm enjoying my nine hours so far. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, I, I feel like that would take the enjoyment out of games for me. Yeah. I guess like that person probably enjoyed it and then was like, I reckon I can beat this pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it all spawns from. And then they like, they start like looking into the code essentially of the game. And then like, they see like green squares floating down from the top of the screen. And they basically it's a really bad matrix reference. Yeah, um, and I see it. They see it as a matrix basically. Yeah, yeah. They really are for bad one. Ma- mm. Yeah, they are. Yep. I know jujitsu. Um, I think you mean I know kung fu. Kung fu. Yeah. See, I, I, so I'll get your get your Matrix references on. It's point, been a while, Karen. It's been a while since I've watched the Matrix. Maybe it'll all be fresh when it gets rebooted soon. Oh fucking hell! Anyway, that's a topic for another another day. Oh boy. Uh but yeah. So yeah, Prey sounds really great. Um interested yeah like i said check out the opening hour demo if you're curious anyone who's curious really should just download it and have a look it's it's free it's there's no other way to sell it really it's the first hour of the game and it'll it'll give you a general overview of what you can you can expect from a full version Mm. so i'm really excited that demos are making a comeback um i'm a big fan of a demo because it it is it's it's i don't know why they disappeared because it is such a great way to get someone to literally put the game in someone's hands and go play it then you'll see what we're trying to say here like that's the best way to sell a game or to show off a game is to get people to play it it can so be if you give it can be tough like yeah I, I think the opening hour demo for prey is like a 12 gig download or something like that that's the only downside i mean like it, it is a plus that we, we live in a digital age now that we can just put this demo out and people can download it and play it. Yeah. That's great. But then the downside is that, yeah, they are quite big. And we live in a big triple A game like this. Yeah. And we live on garbage internet. So, um, yeah, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, when we finish recording, I'm going to go download that demo. I recommend it. I'm curious to see what you think of it. That's, Mm. that's about it. Really. That's all I've been playing. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I want to play still, but we'll see if I ever yeah, get me, to it. Me too. Me too, Kyron. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh boy. What have you been playing, Joel? Kyron, I finished Persona 5. Congratulations. I've I've seen credits, and then I went to work tonight and came home and then watched the credits again, basically, because I watched my wife finish it. So we both finished within 24 hours of each other, um, which is great. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it. Um, everyone already knows my opinion on it. It's fucking awesome. And the last, like, third of that game, it secured that for me, um, without going into anything. Uh, but I think at some time soon, we're going to try and maybe do a bit of a Persona 5 only podcast episode of sorts. And we can get some, uh, get some real, real deep cuts on that. On uh, on that game, because it's pretty fucking special. Oh, um, it's it's one of those games that 
man, when when I talk about one thing about it, I want to talk about another thing, and then that just continues snowballing. Exactly, yeah. It spirals out of control. Like, it, it, it was, I will say this, it was really interesting to see my wife playing it, because she played a little bit of 4 on my Vita, and she was saying to me before that she didn't really like, she, she doesn't really like playing games on handhelds anymore. Um, she's sort of not into it at the moment. I don't know, it's just like a phase thing or whatever, but she just, it's not what she feels like doing at the moment. And so when she was trying to play Golden, because it's on the Vita, she was just, it wasn't clicking with her. Um, and to be fair, there are some things in that game that are, aren't explained super well, like fusing personas and things like that can be very overwhelming. Um, and I think 5 does a better job of that. But it's been interesting watching her play through this game. I, I came home from work tonight and I walked in on her. She was like in the last like couple of hours of the game or hour and a half. Um, she was basically like on the outro of the game and uh, she had tears in her eyes and she's like, I'm really sad because of a certain thing that happened. And I was like, yep, welcome to Persona, bub. And, uh, and <laughs> three games strong. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, emotional trauma. Yeah. It's, I was like, welcome. This is what they, they, they make you fall in love with these people and you have these new anime best friends and then things happen but we'll get into that at a later date but i just want to let people know that i have finished it and i will be moving on to other games hopefully i i'm i'm hoping to get into horizon zero dawn next week so i should have some impressions on that next week fingers crossed but i have been playing something this week Karen, in the last day or two um after i had a bit of a debacle with my steam account uh that was fun so solve that problem uh, but uh, a game I backed on Kickstarter around about two years ago, a year and a half ago, called Strafe. Um, now, Strafe is by... Oh, I've done this again. I haven't actually put in who it's by. Uh, it's by Pixel Titans, I think, uh, and it's published by Devolver Digital. It was a Kickstarter game, like I said, it went about two years ago. Um, I saw it pop up. Like, I saw a trailer for it pop up, um, which I'll get to that in a second. Uh which was advertising their Kickstarter campaign. And I'm like, this looks awesome. This looks really, really cool. I'm going to chuck some money towards it. I think I paid like 26 bucks or something um, for a copy of the game. And I get the soundtrack as well at some point. Um, so I've been following along with its, with its progress and, and its development cycle. Uh, and it finally came out this week in full release uh, on PC and also on PS4. Uh, unfortunately, I could only get the, P- the PC version um, with my Kickstarter reward because... When they launched the Kickstarter, they didn't really have it much intentions of putting it onto consoles. Um, but I think as they went down the track, they were like, actually, we could probably put this on the PS4 and decided to develop for that as well. Um, but it'll run you about... Now, it's 30 bucks Australian on the PSN, um, but in US dollars on the on Steam, it is actually 19.96, which brings me to describing what Strafe actually is. So Strafe is basically a throwback shooter um, with roguelike elements. Um, It's basically like a a love letter to games like Doom and Quake and Wolfenstein and all those sort of like early first-person shooters that were, you know, very, very prevalent in the the 90s. Um, So basically you've you've got to go as far as you can basically there's four worlds you can go through Uh, each world has a few levels that you have to try and get through and it's kind of like i I guess as well a mix like um 
like Serious Sam or Painkiller, where you go into an area and there's like lots of enemies and you shoot them all and then you move into the next area. Um, they've been they've said that there are like hundreds of secrets throughout the game. I've seen clips and bits and pieces of some of them. Uh, they involve playing like a, an old uh, old school style version of like Wolfenstein and certain things like that that are hidden within the the levels. Um, I have no idea how to find them uh, whatsoever. But uh, I've played it a little bit. I haven't really got a chance to really dive into it because I stayed up till 7.30 this morning playing Persona so I could finish it. That's fair. It's a better use of time, I would argue. Mm, yeah. No, I, I was like, I, I got to a point and I was like, I, I, I'm at the end. I need to see this through now. And I just hunkered down and, and committed to it. But um, So I've played a little bit of it. It is a good game. Just it, it's it's a roguelike, so I was, I was always going to enjoy it in some way, shape, or form. Um, it's had a couple of like in terms of like reviews and stuff. People have been saying not terrible things. Oh, actually, they have been saying terrible things, which is shitty. Um, apparently, they've had uh, the devs have had people who've been posing as them on Twitter and other social medias going out and like bad mouthing people and the game and all this sort of stuff. But why? I have no idea. Apparently it happened when the beta released because I, I got a Kickstarter update from this morning saying, hey, the game's out. Thank you so much. You know, by the way, we just want to update you on all this and said, yeah, it's, it happened when they released their beta for the the, um, the beta level uh, p- uh, people who kicked it, uh, backed it on Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, it happened then and, it's, and they thought it was just like a one-off thing, but apparently it's not. Um, so they're just like, we just, we really want to sh- like let everyone know that and because of that, it it sucks because because of that, um, on Steam it started to get uh, a lot of negative reviews, unfortunately. So at the moment, it, I think it's sitting at like mid range to mostly negative. I think they said. Um, so like, if you really like the game, could you please go and leave us a review on Steam? Which, I mean, I need to do, um, because it's it's really good. It's a fun game, and these guys have worked really hard on it. Um, I have very little they- faith in Steam reviews, honestly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but like some people do like use that as a as a metric of whether or not they're going to buy a game. Rookie mistake. So, yeah. Um, so I mentioned before that the game is available for US nineteen ninety six on on uh, on Steam. So and I mentioned things like Doom and Quake from that era. Um, the whole aesthetic of the game is very much like those old games uh, and things of that era. Uh, the tutorial has like a grainy like VHS filter over it while you're playing it and it's like a it's a um induction video for you your life as a scrapper on this on this ship um complete with like full motion like fmv like an actual actress posing as like this sexy surgeon general person who's like giving you the information um it's very 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 cheesy and very uh authentic to the uh the, the the time frame that it's trying to emulate um but the gameplay is really fun. It lags a little bit on my on my laptop, but I mean, I am playing on my laptop. Um, my laptop isn't a cutting edge like state of the art machine. Uh, it does the job, uh, and sometimes I do get a little bit of, like, a bit of slowdown. But I don't know whether that's because of the game itself or because of my laptop. Because visually, it's not a very demanding game, I guess. But I don't know how much is going on because the levels are all procedurally generated as well. So there are a lot of things going on under the hood. I think to keep this game ticking. Um, it's super fast, super frantic, just lots of shooting, lots of up, like 
finding new weapons and upgrading them and stuff. You collect things like scrap, um, which you can then like turn into credits where you can use to buy other stuff. Um, you can get items, new weapons, armor, um, and all sort of stuff. Uh, like I said, they did release a, 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 a Kickstarter update about it today because uh, some of the reviews were saying that, you know, there's been problems with getting stuck in geometry and a few things like this. Like, just minor-ish things, but uh, enough that people are like, you know, we've got to look at this critically. So, um, and they came out and, and their their patch notes basically were just like all the stuff that people have been talking about in reviews. Say, yep, this patch should at least start to fix those, uh, which is really good. So it looks like they're going to develop they're, they're, they're going to support this game for a long time, which is or a long enough time. Um, if you buy it on Steam, it's going to have uh, like um, there's like a endless wave mode and like a like leaderboards and things like that that are going to go live eventually. They're planning a VR mode for it as well, which seems like it would make me very sick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really great. Uh, I'm, I'm keen to play a little bit more of it, and I'm probably going to pick it up on. If it goes on sale on PS4 at some point, I might pick it up again, um, just so I can play it on the console as well. Uh, but it is definitely worth a look. It's called Strafe. Um, if you need any more convincing, just go and look at any of the trailers for this game. Uh, in particular, look at look at like a gameplay trailer, like the launch trailer maybe, because this is a safe launch trailer because it's not like there's any real super-duper story to be spoiled by. Um That'll give you a good feel of what the game looks and feels like when you're playing it. Um, but after that, go and look up Strafe, the, the the movie, the trailer. Because they made a four and a half minute movie trailer for a fake movie based on their game. Uh, again, complete with VHS, like, grainy filter over it. That, that um, thing was so fucking weird. It's so weird. And that's what all their marketing stuff has been, the, like, through the whole thing. Um like the, the the I remember the first trailer for it had like you know a kid coming home and playing the, like finding this new game that he bought. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna play this game, and he like puts strafe into his like old like desktop PC from the '90s, and he starts playing and he gets addicted to it, and eventually it like melts his brain, like it melts his skull off, and it yeah, it's like it's so very much like that like that '90s feel that they're going for, and it's very funny. Um, I think so anyway. I, I get why people... I get some people might not like that kind of thing, but I really like it. I think it's kind of fun. And uh, yeah, so if you're into that kind of stuff, it's definitely worth a look. Um, I might even report back on it next week if I've played a little bit more of it. Um, it's fun. I'm, I find myself... I, I think it's going to be a game that I find myself just coming back to every now and then. It's like, I've got a couple of hours to kill. I'll just play some strafe. See how far I can get. Um, see if I can get... I've so far I've gotten I think halfway through like the second like stage of the first level, um, and I don't know how many stages are in a level. I think it's like three or four, but we'll see how I go. But yeah, that's basically it for me this week. I wish that game was on Switch. Yep, that would be a perfect game for the Switch. Uh, you mentioned that to me today, and I was like, oh fuck yes, please, that would be great. Because I. I, I I'd be happy with it on any portable system, but the Switch seems to be the most, the one that would be able to handle it, I guess. Well, I, um, I would also say it's probably the most viable one as well, really. That's true, yeah. The Vita's um, dead at this point. There's no point putting exactly. it on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, unless you're going to put it on the Switch as well, but, you know. Uh, 
yeah, if it, if that game came out on Switch, holy shit, I would. That would be my like, cool. I've got a couple of podcasts to watch today. I'll chuck them on and I'll play that while I'm watching them. That would be that. That would be what I'd do. But uh, definitely go check it out. It's called Strafe. Um, it's really cool stuff. Devolver Digital, man. Those guys know how to pick a good game to develop. They're the publishers, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. To to publish, they know how to pick a good game. They know a good game when they see one. They they want to put their because obviously when this Kickstarter went live, they had no publisher or anything like that. They were just indie devs that wanted to put, make this game, and they put up a Kickstarter. And then halfway, th- like after they'd been funded and stuff, and they were probably about halfway through the development cycle, um, Devolver decided they wanted to come on board and and publish the game for them, which was awesome. And I don't think I've played something from from Devolver Digital that I haven't at the very least like thought was good they make good stuff well they publish good stuff but that's me for this week Kyron shall we do some news uh yes Joel we should because we we are we are one month away from E3 Joel oh boy there the uh the old steam engine on the hype train is starting to kick in the gear now it certainly is Uh, yeah everything Rumors left, right, and center just every day. It's going to be, I imagine it's going to be a very rumor filled next five weeks. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are shrouded in secrecy at the moment. Like, you know, yeah. what what's coming out on the Switch? What exactly is the Scorpio? You know. Will Sony release any of their games from the last press conference? Yeah. Will 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 Knack reveal himself again? Knack. Knack will be their holiday game this year. Yeah, actually, yeah, you just spot on there. And they'll have a big presence on stage with it too, I'll bet you. You Mark know what? Sony will, will be back there. That would be pretty funny, honestly, if Knack 2 came out against Mario Odyssey. Because oh, I don't know if you're sure, oh. but didn't Knack 1 come out near 3D World? I think you might be right. Because well, Knack was a launch title for the... Yeah, that makes sense too, because the Wii would have been a bit out for about six months by then, which I think was the time frame. I'm gonna double check because Sport. yeah, if, if that's yeah. True, if that ends up happening this year again, like that'll be so funny. <laughs> if it's just it's, like it's very oh. possible, it's very possible. So let's see. So when did Knack come out? I'm gonna I'm doing some research here. Okay. So Knack was originally released, yeah, November November 29 for Europe. Let's see when Mario 3D World was released. Okay. So I have a feeling it was around the same time, honestly. Because yep. I, I remember all the comparisons. It's like Sony puts out this 3D platformer sort of PS2 love letter game as their thing. Yep. And Nintendo's like, what if we put out a gorgeous platformer for the Wii U? Yeah. And everyone's a fucking like... Mario. Oh, just, oh. Not even that, just a Mario game. Yeah, true. It's just like... Yeah, it was It was interesting to see the two go head to head. Yeah, especially uh, considering it was like a new IP and it's... Yeah, no one was like... what. So what? Do, what is it? You're 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 a bunch of rocks. <laughs> like I I what? So I still have no idea. I'd never played Knack. So Mario Three D World came out like a week before Knack over here. Oh, so it would be interesting to see Knack two go head to head with Mario Odyssey this year. Let's cross our fingers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I think the thing that Knack's got Knack two's got going for it is is they've got co op and stuff like that. We we are talking way too much about Knack before E three. That's true. We are. We should wait this until. Is- until Cerny takes to the stage to fully reveal Knack 2 to us. Yeah, and I have to try and, like, not 
fall asleep. Not because he's boring, <laughs> but because he has like the most ASMR voice in the world. His voice is soothing. Like it's just just I relaxing. That, that very first like Sony event when he was talking about, about the PS4, I was like, "Yep, I'm, good yep. thing I don't have a pillow here because you are. Yeah, your voice is is lulling me to sleep. I could just, I just, I just want to chuck on that PS4 Pro <laughs> yeah. conference and just nod off. Like just it's listen to him. So relaxing. Hear him talk about like the. HDR graphics of the of the PS4 Pro. Um, anyway, that was a tangent. Woo, that that was a tangent. There was a couple of tangents that just were all mixed together. All right, Karen, I think you should take this first one because I think this is uh, this concerns you the most. It, I guess it's it's such an unknown. Mm-hmm. But yep. to to give you to give a rundown, basically, Alexander Brandon who is a known composer, sound director, audio guy, really, in the mm-hmm. games industry. Most prominently, I would say, he's probably known for his work on the original Deus Ex. Way right. back when. Yep. He's good, actually... Good, good sound design, good music. It's yeah. Very, very good. So he's currently working with Retro Studios in Austin on a okay. secret project. No one knows what it is or what he's doing. We know in the past that he has stated that he is a huge Metroid fan. That doesn't play into any particular thing here. Like, that doesn't mean he's going to be working on a Metroid. But it certainly got some people going, huh, that's right, Retro Studios is definitely doing something. Oh, this this fucking mysterious Retro Studios game that everyone's been talking about but no one knows anything about. For the past probably three years now, I think Donkey Since... Kong Tropical Freeze was like 2014. Yeah, like so. Yeah, three or four years now. Fuck. Like we have no idea. We don't know what and it is. We have no idea what it is. We know that it, it exists. That Retro's making something. There are people who are working on it. That's about it. So. Hopefully. Reggie did say, Kyren. talk to me in a year when he was asked about Metroid earlier this year. Oh, so. Kyron. Kyron, this could be like... I've been Year burned. of Dreams 3. I know, I know, I know. I've been burned so many times. I, I think I think we need to have we need to have some sort of face cam when we're watching this. Because I think I we the, the world needs to see your reaction to this if it happens. I, I need to... Even for my own personal, just like... I need to see... The look of a man who is just in sheer joy and I just, elation. I just want another Metroid. <laughs> yeah, I, well, um, it's, it's looking. I don't want to say it, but it's looking, no. Don't say it because then it then it doesn't happen. Yep. Okay. It's looking. Basically, it's looking, this has been interesting because like there was also another rumor that I didn't even put in here because I think it's not true. But whatever. Of, <laughs> you, you may have heard it as well. Yeah. Um, basically, there was a rumor there's apparently a second Metroid game in development, which made me laugh yeah. because we'd be lucky to get one out of Nintendo, let alone two. Uh, uh, Federation Force 2, Kyron, maybe? For the Switch. They, HD on uh, the Switch. Oh, God. It's, maybe that's the second one. If it's Federation Forces 2, holy crap. Nintendo will... They'll be ass- assaulted by fans. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. We, people fucking wielding like piffing like morph balls at them yeah going stop this so I, I can't remember exactly where the rumor first started i think it was from a guy a youtuber called super metal dave or something 
And he purported that uh, a studio in the UK called Climax Studios was working on the Metroid game, but they've since taken to Twitter to just outright deny it. Okay. So it seems it's not that, but no one knows. But I I doubt it. I just don't see a second Metroid game happening, let alone, like, we've got to get one before but, we can yeah. think about a second. Just one. One will be fine. One is more than enough at the moment. Yeah, I'll take Conf- one. Confirmation of one would one be Metroid fine at the moment. Fine. Like, just confirmation of like, confirmation of like, like, like they did with Zelda. It's like, yeah, there's a new Metro game coming. What? Yeah, we'll, we'll like tell they, you about it soon. They did it with Fire Emblem. Like, yeah, we're doing a yeah. Fire Emblem for Switch. It's coming maybe next year. It's like, oh, good. Yeah. But for Metroid, they're always just like, eh, we'll, we'll just, we'll dangle it there. If, we know, if, imagine, you know. I, I, I would be happy with just like how they did the, that first, like, look at Breath of the Wild before we even knew it was Breath of the Wild. When it was just like, you know, the field and then like Link on his horse and looking out over fucking the the, 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 the sprawling fields. And they're like, yeah, you can go there. You can go anywhere there. We'll see you in another year. We'll talk about it then. Like, even that, it's like, okay, it exists. Like, at the moment, it's like, I don't know. Does it exist, question mark? We don't mm-hmm. know. Nintendo's like, oh, you... We'll all signs. In a time. All signs are pointing towards a Metroid Prime, but I, I refuse to believe it until I see a trailer in front of me, I and mean, then I'll be like, "Ah, yes, there is Samus." Now I could have a new Metroid game. Until Kyren, then, it's like uh, it hurts too much. Current, okay, hear me out on this. You said there's there's this whole rumor of like potentially two. So Retro come out. During this Nintendo's direct because they're doing another direct, I think I know what like, you're going to suggest. And they're like, "Hey, new Metro Prime game." Everyone's like, "What the fuck?" The internet melts down. Okay, we rebuild it back up again five minutes later, and they're like, "Okay, you're back. Cool." Also today, Metro Prime one, two, two and three available on the Switch. Ah, uh, interesting. The other one I've heard people. Kids like tossing around when the second Metroid game was supposedly was like, what if there was two? People were like, well, there was that time back when they did Metroid Prime One, and also uh, I think it was Fusion came out around the same time, mm-hmm. and they they ticked the two D and three D boxes. I refuse to believe that could happen again. Oh, but if it did, Jesus. I would just be the happiest person on the face of the planet. It'd be great. Oh, imagine. I I. I... It's not gonna happen. I would I would like to say I, I would I think putting Metro Prime one, two and three on the Switch, I mean, in terms of controls, you've got the gyro controls. They've already proved that they work well for first person stuff or like for shooting. Cause like I mean Splatoon it works quite well. I used it quite a lot in Zelda to aim with my like bolts. In fact, Zelda's probably the better example of that because I would use the stick to move in the general area that I wanted to be, and then I'd use the gyro for fine tuning. So that in a first person shooter, well, it makes that makes complete sense to me. So, please, let's, let's again. See. Let's not get greedy here, Joel. I know. Let's not. Yeah. I will take one Metroid if they can give me one Metroid. Exactly. Yeah, we'll just have a Metroid game, please. A Thank Metroid you. game. Oh, speaking of those, those, those are. Uh, those coals being shoved into the fire of the steep, the, the hype train. Poor oh boy, we kicked off with a good one then. Yeah, oh. yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I, it's, it's been, there's been rumbles all freaking year. Even the Retro Studios Twitter account, like, tweeting pictures of Prime Rib and all this sort of stuff. People, 
who knows? Who knows in a month's time, maybe we'll have a new Metroid. You got, you got a response from them at one point, didn't you? Mate. Yeah, they, they did, but they followed me as well, so whatever. Yeah, well, hey, hey that's that's nothing to sniff your nose at. They, the fact that, you know, you got you got, a, you got a response at that, and they were very coy about it too, weren't they? Oh, uh, I, I can't remember. I know there was one, but I, the one I remember recently is the one where I just... It was, I think it was actually during the Switch reveal, or just before that, I tweeted, like, stares at Retro Studios, and they just responded right. with a, a Samuel Jackson gif just staring back at me and it was it was yep. it was intimidating yep i was like uh, metroid that <laughs> <laughs> uh they follow me so that's the main thing like now they their twitter account isn't they've already said isn't for announcements it's just for interacting with fans yep but they've I had some still... fun interactions some of them include pictures of prime rib and stuff mm. but yeah who knows who knows anything could happen in the next month anything Those cheeky little fuckers anyway we'll find out soon hopefully Fingers crossed. Oh, God. All right. Under some pretty... Uh, to be honest, some pretty shitty news. It is shitty. It's also... The next thing is really weird. Yeah. Bizarre and shitty and, yeah. Uh, so I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, just in case, we should probably give a rundown of the fact that Rhyme, which is an, mm. an indie game that's finally coming out from yeah. developer Greybox, ha- is, is basically a blanket price across all the digital platforms it's coming out on except for switch where it was originally like 20 bucks extra yep and since then like last night i think it was or the night before they posted a statement going okay we hear complaints and we're gonna we're bringing the switch digital copy down to to match the other platforms physical will still be more expensive but it will include a download for the soundtrack which you know makes up for it that's cool you know there's a catch bojo isn't there hmm because uh, oh. it doesn't include Australia, as it turns out. Nope. So, oh, in God. Australia, oh. if you want to buy Rhyme, it'll still cost you seventy nine ninety five, whether you choose digital or physical. And you don't, yeah. So, I mean, the, the obvious thing that people are, are questioning is like, is this is this the blame? That are the carts to blame for this? Like, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I guess, but like, how? I don't know. So I, to... I, I can't imagine how how much more those that that technology is in this day and age. How much more that technology is to to, to factor in? I mean, I guess you got to remember that this is an indie developer. Yeah, I guess. Like, and I'm I like I'm number one advocate for indie games, one hundred percent. But. I don't know. This just, oh, this is rough. So um, from, from Greybox himself, they sent out a quote basically saying, "At Greybox, we are determined to provide a fair deal for everyone around, uh, everyone around." So and so, we discussed how we could how we could do that without simply selling at a loss, or while also being fair to our retail partners. So yeah, that's the thing. That's yeah. the kicker there. So basically, they're they're making sure that retailers are happy over the customers, which which fine, yeah. fine, that's fine, but not mm, no, because like I can also like, not why, fine. Why would a retailer stock the game physically if it's cheaper on the eShop by twenty bucks? Which that's I, true. Yeah, sure, that sucks. There has been suggestions that like if it is in fact the cart costs like. Maybe for at least the indie developers, maybe Nintendo should consider, I don't know, 
stepping in and absorbing some of his costs because if this is going to cost them indie games down the line, like indies have been sort of like that's the thing, the, yeah. The, the stopgap between the Nintendo that, titles, so they want to kind exactly. of keep them on side. And it's been sort of their saving grace lately as well. Oh, yeah. like the, after after that that uh, that Nindy's um, uh, direct they did, like just before the Switch came out, like after that everyone was like, "Huh, okay, Steam World Dig Two is a thing. All right, all right. cool. Uh, that's awesome. Fuck yeah, we're in." And and like seeing that that big splash screen again. It's a splash screen. I get it. There's nothing to hold by, but a lot of those <laughs> games have already come out that are on there. Things like Mr. Shifty and Tumbleseed and um, Snake Pass. Snake Pass, like all those games have already come out. Um, and granted, they've come out on other platforms, but they're still out on the Switch and you can buy them there and they are just as good there as they are anywhere else, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, if yeah, if Nintendo really wants to, to double down and be like, we love indies... They need to start again. If this is the reason why this uh, this whole thing's happened, yeah, I think you're right. I think they need to step in and take a bit of the responsibility for it. Yeah, basically, um, it was it is, as people have been pointing out because the Switch is region free. If you don't mind fiddling around a bit, you can buy the game from a different region's eShop. But we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to. No, like I, I said to you before, it's like. It it you still got you've got to jump through a few hoops for it. Like it, it's not many hoops. It's maybe one or two hoops, if you know, if that. But that's still two one or two more hoops than what it should be normally to just pick up my switch, open the eShop, buy, and know that I've like I've paid a decent price. Yeah, for that game. It's really frustrating because it's a game that I was definitely interested in. But after hearing all this, and again, I'm not saying it's entirely Greybox's fault. Maybe it is that Nintendo should just sort of step in and help out these indies, because, like, they're indies. Like, come on. Yeah. They're, they're already struggling enough as it is. Like, some of these studios, I don't I don't know what the studio behind Rhyme, how big their studio is, but... Yeah, I'm not familiar with Greybox, actually. No, like, some of their studios, some of these studios are, like, literally two people. Like... Literally a team of five guys in a, in a in a shed. Like we do know that Ryan's been in development for a long time as well. So that's yeah, true. There's a lot of factors here that could stack up. This is the game that like it was supposed to be Xbox uh, uh, Xbox exclusive, and then Microsoft dropped them, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, sure. and then and then it disappeared for like six months, and then it came back again. And they're like, yeah, it's coming out in like three months' time. Like, oh, and okay. People were like, I, sh- sure, all right, we we it weren't. Looks, it looks cool. It does look cool. It does look like a cool game, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to pay an extra 20 bucks for... <sighs> I mean, there is the option to buy it on the other platforms. Like, it is coming to PS4. I'm pretty That's sure it's, true. it's cheaper there. I kind of want to play it on Switch, so I've got it exactly. portable and in TV mode. This is the thing that we've been saying. Like, you know, as much as we've both fucking adored playing Persona 5... That game is on the Switch. Holy fuck! Oh, like, God. it would have consumed my life more so than it did. Yeah, absolutely. I, that my Switch would have been like permanently tethered to me at all times. <laughs> so if I had a spare five minutes, I could go through a conversation in Persona Five and check in with my anime best friends. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I would still I want to get it on Switch. So maybe maybe I'll hold out. Maybe I'll wait. Maybe a solution will pop up down the line. But it's just been a little bit dis- disappointing, honestly. 
It's, it is, yeah, that, that's the best way to describe it. It has been disappointing. Yeah. Especially after they sent out the, like, the, the stuff the other day saying that the prices would be lowered digitally and then we had the correction for Australia, but no, not the case for you guys, sorry. So that kind of yep. sucked as well. Just we, we missed a little asterisk in the corner, that, <laughs> the note down the bottom saying, not Australia. Not Australia, not included, oh. sorry. Sorry, guys, not included. Sorry, sorry Australia. That's that's the oh, that's the story of our life at the moment. Uh, <laughs> alrighty, on to some other weird news. I didn't even know about this until you put this note in our um in our little notes little pad. But uh, apparently, Square Enix have announced their withdrawal from withdrawal from the business of Hitman developer IO Interactive. Um, so IO Interactive are the ones, yeah, obviously who made the Hitman games. Um, most recently Hitman, the first season, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, well, it also had been supposedly greenlit for a second season. I guess exactly. that's not happening. Which sucks because for a game, for a game that when they announced that, that the way they were going to be doing this Hitman game where they're like, it's going to be episodic. It's going to have this sort of stuff, this sort of stuff. Everyone was like, this seems like a garbage idea for a Hitman game, especially for a Hitman game, because you know you want to sit down and you want to have that big sprawling adventure, I guess. With, What's uh, the thing? With like, 47. When I when I did play it, I kind of was just I wanted it in one complete thing, but it yep. sounds like it did just fine as it was. Because the thing, yeah, the the way that like people describe it, it's like they they give you just literal like you know. I know the word like open world sandbox and all that stuff gets thrown around a lot, but these each areas and each map that they released seemed like that. It was like, all right, there's your target. There's multiple ways you can do it. We're going to let you figure that out. And they've had like the and, special targets that popped up over time as well. Yeah, and like the um the elusive targets that you only have one yeah. shot at. Like yeah. the, all this sort of really cool shit. Like that they they pop. You could kill Gary Busey in it. Like Gary Busey was a target at one point. Oh, that's right, he was too. Uh, uh, they did some crazy stuff in that game. And when people finally got their hands on it, and they were like, actually, the episodic thing was a really... Especially, imagine if, like, episodically, that, that game had come out this year. I think that would have... Uh, it worked well for it last year, obviously, but that would have worked well, really, really well for it this year in, like, when we're just stacked with these, like, games that uh, everyone wants to play and everyone wants to, to be around and, and games that aren't short either like things like Persona 5 and Mass Effect and um, Nier Automata like all these sort of stuff that are that are big time sinks being able to go alright I've played enough of that for the moment I'm going to kick back and just take out this target a different way in Hitman I think that would have it, it, it makes sense now like what you've seen how it works you're like I get I get it yeah, well, the other confusing thing about all of this is how's it all play out? Like, do they sell off IO and keep mm. Hitman, or does the Hitman IP go with IO? What's the deal going to work out to be? We don't really know at this point. Yes, who does that name belong to? It's strange. Like, it sounds like the Hitman, like the recent one, didn't do Crash Hot for them. And if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised if they go, yeah, sure, you guys can keep it. Like, because look, yeah. Square's not hurting for IPs at the moment. Let's be honest. Oh God, no! They're they're doing pretty well. They they may have just hooked up that sweet Marvel deal, so they might be okay. Oh God, yeah. That that's gonna be yeah. 
my Wait, brain still oh. can't fathom what that's going to be. But yeah, that's that that's going to bring in the money when that comes out. Yeah, exactly. I thought well, IO Interactive, one of the guys working on one of those Marvel games, or there was something about IO Interactive recently. Was there? Oh, mm. I, I swear they were doing something. Maybe maybe I'm just getting my name. Square has a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. I swear they were working on something or helping out with something recently. Mm. Let's see what they let's see what they've got. So it says here, like in that original announcement for the Marvel deal. There were ah, oh. oh, they made they made Kane and Lynch. Oh, good! I remember Kane and Lynch as a game that I looked at a couple of times and was just like, mm, "I'm good." No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there is a lot of there's, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff go up up in the air about it. Uh, in there's a um, there's Square Enix's Holdings press release as well, which talks a little bit about it. But I think it's basically what you said is that Hitman didn't do financially as well as they thought um, it was going to, um, which, which again, you know, it happens, but I don't know how often we see this, you know, response as a result of that. Like straight away, it's just like, nah, that was shit. Get out. Like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> whoa, okay. All right. Okay. Hang on. Can guys. we, can we take a second run at this maybe and just see how things play out? Maybe, maybe go like a shorter season for season two. Um, but no, they're just like cutting their losses and running from it. So again, like we don't know how this is going to fully play out, but Square's intention definitely is to to get out of there. Whether that yeah. means IO goes alone or takes Hitman with them, I guess we'll see in the coming weeks. But yeah, so that yeah. was a surprise. And also sort of a bummer. Yeah, like Hitman games aren't normally my cup of tea. I've tried playing them and I'm really bad at them. But like this one seemed like quite accessible. Well, from what um, I played of it, specifically in comparison to Hitman Absolution, which was the last one that came out, this was a pretty big improvement of Absolution. I felt. Yeah, and it seemed like you know, the the amount of freedom and options that they give you to to just play in that world, and like I'm pretty sure there's one of the was there's one way that you can kill like a, a, a target in one of their areas. Uh, it's like death by yoga. And basically, you have to like the person you're trying to kill is like a yoga instructor, and you have to like take them up. No, they they, they do yoga every day, and you have to like pose as a yoga instructor, and then like fool them, and then eventually bring them up onto this cliff, and go. This is going to be a place of tranquility where we can practice, and then basically push them off. Um, and you could choose what point you did it at as well, and like yeah, like the amount of freedom that you had to sort of personalize your your play style seemed really interesting. What well, sort of um, what Hitman was about? So yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, like it's having just, fun. It's a bummer. Hopefully, it all shakes out okay. But disappointing. Karen, the bummers don't stop there. <sighs> <laughs> to be to be fair, the next one isn't a huge surprise. No, it's not. Um, so, uh, Bioware Montreal have been downsized, uh, and Mass Effect has been put on the back burner. So this Over is according it. to, a, like, I think four sources close to the company, Kotaku sites. That's a lot of sources. Um, four sources is a, is a is a hefty amount. That's 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 a fairly solid uh, solid story there. So it's important to cover that face, though, just in case, in case it comes out like wrong. It's that's like, well, true. you know, 
They they said they had four sources. One, two, three, four. Exactly. Yep. Um, but obviously, after what can only be described as a little bit of a disaster, um, and for what I've heard, like it keeps the Mass Effect Andromeda keeps getting better the more they keep, you know, finishing the game. Um, <laughs> well. Hey, if you're gonna call a spade a spade, seriously, like the game wasn't finished when it shipped, it wasn't done, um, and yeah, so like uh, basically, Bioware Montreal, who were who were the ones who made Andromeda, have been downsized, um, and sort of like shifted around a bit as well. Yeah, like into other teams, they've sort of they've become transferred a to the support uh, studio. Yeah, so a number of uh, this is from the Kotaku article as well. Um, uh, and last month, apparently, a, a number of BioWare Montreal employees were transferred to the studio Air Motive, also based in uh, Montreal, to work on Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, and those remaining at BioWare Montreal will help support BioWare's other games, including the new intellectual property, codenamed Dylan, which we're expecting to announce at, uh, the company to announce at E3. So it's, it's worth mentioning that Dylan is the new... The new game from like Bioware, from Bioware Edmonton. This is, yeah, like the 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 you know top tier um, Bioware the studio. Yeah, the A team. But it's also um, worth mentioning that reports also came out today that that has now been delayed. Exactly. Yeah. It was initially meant to be making a March release next year, but it sounds like maybe Andromeda opened EA's eyes, and if a game's not looking like it's going to be done, maybe a delay is not a bad idea. Or just don't don't give a release date. Just, just if you're going to announce it at E3, just be like, "This is our new IP," and everyone goes, "Well, okay, cool, awesome. Let's we're, we're excited." I don't Please think be excited. it's going to be at E3. You don't think? Nope. Do you think this? Do you think Mass Effect's done that badly that they're just oh, going to no, take no. a hold on no, it, no, or no. just? I mean, the new IP. Like, I just don't think the new IP. Cause that's not... what I mean, though. You don't think that, like, that 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 the, this whole whatever's going on at EA and Bioware at the moment, Bioware as a whole. Like, you I, don't think that's all had... I don't think so. EA's style recently has not really been to show stuff off. If Like, that's when did we true. first see Andromeda in action? I think it was... Was it, the, like, the Video Game Awards that year? I think so, yeah. Like, the 20... year before, like, like, last year. There may have been something before him, but I think our first 15. decent chunk of gameplay... Well, it may have even have been, like, the PS4 Pro event. Actually, I think the PS4 Pro was when they showed off, like... like gameplay. Quote, unquote, gameplay, yeah. Which was just like running and jet jumping around a, a bit and stuff, which was yeah, in the uh, in the little vault things that they were. And like, yeah. look at Star Wars; like, they haven't really shown much off of that ahead of time, besides maybe a trailer or two for Battlefront. So, if this game is now not coming out next March, I would be surprised if we saw it. Yeah, uh, do you think they'll talk about it at all? Or they'll just be like, they'll just completely shut off about it. I don't know if it's meant to be like the, not necessarily Destiny killer, but like Destiny Division-ish sort of game that they're talking it up. They may not want to bring it up until they're ready to show it. I don't know. Who knows? It's EA. Mm. Anything could happen, but just, it doesn't feel like their style lately. Well, they, they also said, EA also said this week that they are interested in bringing other games to the Switch as well that aren't Jeez. soccer related. Yeah, sure. All right. We'll believe that when I see it. Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. The Unprecedented the- partnership. The fucking Nintendo spending so much money to bring EA out to their fucking conference in Japan, and they what do they bring? They bring FIFA. I mean, fucking FIFA. But, FIFA sells. 
in yes, it does. I'm not denying that, and I have been one to play a soccer game in the past, especially FIFA. I do enjoy it. I mean, um, what, what EA game do you want on the Switch? That's a good question, actually. Because, I mean, the big EA game coming out this year is Battlefront. I don't that know. Ain't happening. I, you know, I don't know what the Switch is like with the Frostbite engine. I don't know if I don't think Dice has worked with it at all. Mm, so again, yeah. it might just be impossible. But oh, I know what I want. I want the new Need for Speed game on it. That's probably going to be on the Frostbite talking. engine, man. <laughs> mm, Frostbite is work. EA's engine. Well, because that, that actually they they did mention uh, Ghost Games did talk about the the new Need for Speed game earlier this week. They're like, it's going to come out this year. Apparently, you don't need to be online for it to play single player, and oh, you can pause God. the game, which is yeah, two of the big complaints from the last Need for Speed game, which I thought was a good game, but those two things were definitely like, why? Um. They were going for the they were going for like the burnout paradise technique of like always being online, always being around people. Um, but with yeah, burnout paradise, optional, you didn't have though. to. Yeah, exactly. You didn't have to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just excited for a new Need for Speed game. I just need a new arcade racer that. And Ghost Games have made some really good Need for Speeds in the past. So, um, but yeah, that's what I would want on on the Switch. But so clearly, though, there's a lot of stuff going on at EA at the moment. Uh, this yeah, this is not 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 a good time over there at the moment. We've already spoken about how Andromeda was for us, and yep. well, as you said, it has been improving with patches. I think there was a patch that came out today was like yeah. one point oh six. It, it downloaded while I was finishing Persona this morning. Yeah, I wouldn't mm. be surprised if EA has chosen to just maybe just put Mass Effect on ice. Just be like, all right, maybe we figure out what we're doing with you. Andromeda wasn't great. So we'll just keep, we'll, we'll give you a break. We'll let you have a breather, yep. even though it just came back off a breather. Well, look, hey, it it's worked for another game that we're going to talk about next. Oh, um, I mean, it may a good work. Segue. Game. It, well, you know, in terms of building hype and getting getting the the public uh, back on side about it. But um, I mean, obviously, if they were to come out in like and say in two years' time, the new Mass Effect games coming out end of twenty nineteen, people would be like, oh, great, cool, another garbage mess that's going to be rushed out. We only got one just two years ago. What what makes you what makes you think that we're gonna be into another like you know flaming pile of trash like that this was at launch day? Mm, so yeah, I, I know how you feel about that Mass Effect, Joel. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It just, it, it just it fucking sucks because Mass Effect Mass Effect Two especially is just such a perfect game. It is Mass Effect Two is amazing. Mass Effect 2 is a masterpiece, like, in terms of everything. It's and that's just the thing that's a... frustrating. Like, Andromeda has a, there's, like, there are moments where you go, oh, that was really cool. Yeah. And then something else will happen. You'll be like, oh, what happened to that guy's face? And then oh. also, and also padding. Lots and lots of padding, which we saw in Dragon Age Inquisition, which turned me a, off that game. Huge there's problem. lots of just, all right, go here and get that. All right, cool. You have some credits. Why Maybe was I'm, that there? There's no... I'm a bad person, Joel, because honestly, honestly, as much padding as there was in both Inquisition and Mass Effect Andromeda, if my choices between that and whatever the hell Dragon Age 2 was, I'm always <laughs> going to choose padding over like copy-pasted, flipped, mirrored maps that you go through 50 times fighting the same six dudes. 
Yep. No. Fair enough. That's so, that's the other end of the spectrum. Absolutely. Got to, they've got to find a balance, though. Which again, do you know what the balance was? Fucking Mass Effect Two. Yeah, I guess it was. It was. It was a good balance of of. I fucking loved mining planets in that thing. I loved doing all the fucking loyalty quests in it. I loved. It wasn't any fun exploration. Yeah, it's true. It was a cover shooter. But I was okay with that. That's. Anyway. Bio, like, Mass Effect can be more. It can be more than a cover shooter. It can be more than a cover shooter, but it can be just a little bit less than what it is currently. Just please don't just, go straight back to cover shooter. No, just, yeah, not straight back. Just I mean, it's, it t- tone it down a little bit. It sounds like it doesn't matter. Like, if this is all true, Mass Effect could be, could be having a bit of a nap for a while. Yeah, I mean, and I don't... I don't blame them. Like... And it the, sounds the, like like they're not completely like it's not done like according to this report like the staff remaining at Montreal will continue to support Andromeda's multiplayer, yep. which is a good idea. So like, <laughs> I know Joel. I I thought I thought you were, you were go, you were going somewhere with it. It's a good idea that they need to stay there and support it because it's oh I, it might be better now. Like I, when we played it, it was not good. Um, I mean, it's just, it's like, that's, that's probably the best we can do. If you're not going to add single player content to it, but you want to keep the game alive, definitely tweaking and touching up parts of the multiplayer is a good move, especially if they're going to, if they are going to continue putting out new content for it. But who knows? Like if, if this is true, anything could happen, but it sounds not great for Mass Effect at the moment. No, it's really not. And it's, it's a real shame. It's a real shame because it is a franchise that deserves better. It deserves much better. It does. Mm. But I guess we'll see. We will see in the future. But yes, I mentioned before, Karen, that there was another game that has taken a year off from its previous iteration and is set to make a comeback this year. Um, So, Assassin's Creed from Ubisoft uh, took a year off last year after... You know, Syndicate did pretty well, like, like critically and and I I think financially as well. Like, uh, sales were down. They, they were down, yeah. But I mean, that was going to happen after I can't even talk about uh, the dumpster fires. Like, the, yep, the, the, look, Unity mm. was an actual dumpster fire. That's true. Yeah, like for all the shit that I say about Andromeda, like at least the game was somewhat playable. Like. I mean, we yeah. talk about bad faces, like, Unity takes a cake there. They were still, fa- yeah, at least in Andromeda, they were still faces. They weren't, exactly. like, like, weird... Floating Abstract eyeballs. painting, oh, yeah. God. I still have... No- I never played it, but I still have nightmares just seeing screenshots. And I think you sent me photos of things that happened, because I remember when you told me, you were like, so yeah, I'm playing, uh, I'm playing Unity, and I was like, <laughs> what? You, you bought Assassin's Creed Unity? Like, yeah. I was like, why? And I was like... You're like I don't know Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Black Flag was fun. <laughs> Black Flag was fun. Uh, which brings us to uh, this uh, this uh, a good segue into uh, the rumors that have started popping up and circulating around about the new Assassin's Creed title. Um, so for a while now, uh, it's been known as Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, Empire was his original. Empire, sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. I misread that. Yeah, so Assassin's Creed Empire. 
uh, and is now going to be called Assassin's Creed Origins. Rumor, I like, hate that name. I hate it as well. I think Empire is such a better name. They should have stuck with that. Plus, that, like, that, that shortens to Ace. Oh, fuck yeah, it does too. Going to play me some Ace. And there we go. Echo. 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 <laughs> Echo. <laughs> Ac- oh, I God. much prefer Ace, man. Ace is awesome. Take it back. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Empire. Maybe it's maybe it's a double bluff. We don't know. Anyway, so uh, there's always been rumors circulating about it, how it's going to be uh, massive, like stupidly huge. Apparently, it's going to be like the size of Skyrim, uh, the size of Skyrim, rather. Yay. Um, so that's I I don't know because I didn't play Skyrim, but for what Skyrim, I can tell, Skyrim's big. big. Yep. Um, and apparently there's been a, well there's been a screen grab from from the game itself that's been leaked online um it shows uh boat you know, an assassin on a boat so that alludes to the fact that maybe the naval combat stuff is coming back um which is good because that was fucking awesome in black flag easily one of the best parts of that game Oh yeah, like that's and that why game was great. Still, like it's way. yeah, exactly. That's like the entry thing where, when but when you get in there, you're like, actually, this is kind of fun. Um, it is worth know. noting as well that the character in the screenshot does look familiar. Like, does look very similar to the character in the original leaked screenshot that happened back in February this year. Right. Okay. Which leaves some credibility to the to the leak because, like, obviously, when a screenshot comes out, it's like off screen. People are always like, yeah, but is it real? And like you used to be able to be able to say yes, but people have gotten damn good at making fake leaks. Oh yeah, like it's yeah, like it's some of those like you know like people mocking up actual like hardware and stuff like before, yeah, like and you can see them holding it in their hands, like yeah, this is what it's going to be, and then it turns out to be nothing like that. But like, oh that that dude over there just like made a a fucking mock console, like. You're talking about the guy who, like, 3D printed the NX, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely I am. Yeah, because it's like people were looking at that and going, well, this is all we have at the moment. We don't know We don't know what it looks like, so I guess that's our only impressions of what it's going to be. Um, I can't even remember if he was close or not. I don't think he was very close at all. Not really. No. But, you know, kudos. Good effort. But uh, from... Uh, uh, over at uh, WWG, which I'm assuming is Worldwide Gaming. I don't know. They're a new site that I've never really seen pop up, mm. but like recently they've started to, to pop up with a few things here and there. Are, so... they, are, they, are they the Eurogamer of the month? <laughs> Eurogamer of the month. <laughs> All the no, I think, I think Eurogamer of the month is still Eurogamer. That's true, yeah. They're still doing pretty well. Um, but over there... Uh, They've had they've they've claimed to have spoken to sources at Ubisoft and who have confirmed that the game will be revealed at E3 in a few weeks and that the new title is Assassin's Creed Origins. So, Echo. Uh, apparently, the game is a vast open world experience set in Egypt. This is from the VG VG twenty four seven article uh, set in Egypt, telling the tale of the original Assassins Guild. Um, it will supposedly also follow the same route as Syndicate. And have two main characters, a man and a woman, which Absolutely. I guess makes sense. Cool. Looking forward to being excited to play as the female character, who will be a much better character probably than the male Jacob character. Jacob in Syndicate sucked. I yep. didn't like him. Evie was cool. 
from what I saw of that game, yep, I agree. She looked pretty badass. Um, here's the thing. Do you think, if, if this is true, and you can have, there's a male and a female character you can play as, uh, do you think the female character will have red hair? Uh, you know what? That's that's a really good question. Yep. So this seems to be a, a, like you know a, an ongoing trend at the moment of female leads in games all having red hair. Um, I'd never really put it all together until a friend of ours actually pointed it out, and I went. I'm, try- I'm thinking back. I'm thinking like Famshep. I'm thinking Alloy. Yep. Alloy. Uh, um, even even Fury recently. Fury. Did she have red yep. Hair? She's got like I think it's like dark red like yeah. reddishy purpley but it's definitely got a red tinge to it uh what's her face from heavenly sword oh yes um oh, what boy. else have we got haru from persona she's oh, not she's, a main character she... though but i would have um, like futaba is probably a better choice there. yeah futaba yeah um Maybe, like, that's that's a that's a long shot but yeah wow yeah so what, I, I hang on what color headed evie have i don't remember now i'm gonna check i think Brown hair from memory. I, I mean, I played Syndicate, and I that, honestly, yes, I didn't. So you'll get a better idea. Than don't me. remember. I honestly don't remember. Uh, do, 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 do. Cool. All the pictures have her hood on, so we may never know. <laughs> we may she's, never she's ever know. Kyron, she's an assassin. That's how you know she's an assassin. I mean, I get that. I really do. But it's part of the creed. Um, <laughs> part of the creed. I've no idea. I've I've never finished an Assassin's Creed game in my life. I played most of two, and I played about half of four, and that's the extent of my Assassin's Creed knowledge. Um, they should be games that I should be really into, but I just haven't really like bit the bullet on them yet, unfortunately. And to be honest, the whole thing about Egypt. It's not really interesting. I know a lot of people are excited for that that setting. It's not doing it for me personally. I'm like, eh, eh, I'll take it or leave it. But um, apparently, like according to some of the the uh, the sources at Ubisoft, apparently players can even venture beyond the bounds of Egypt, possibly even as far as Greece. Is that really? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So like, inter country travel. I guess. I mean, again, it's, it has sort of happened before, but it'll be if it's seamless, that'll be interesting to see. Because, like, 2 did that, yeah. Like, yeah, 2 sort of travelled like, around a bit. On, like, boats and stuff like that, yeah. And you basically would just... It would be a fast travel screen, and then you'd be yeah, exactly. in yeah. a different spot. So, I mean, it has um, happened before, but if, if it's seamless, which I wouldn't be surprised if it is, because it'll just be... Oh, God, the game's going to be so big. Oh. But there is one important uh, detail about... The screenshot, Karen. There's a up up in the top left hand corner. There's obviously, if this screenshot is true, there's um this person who's showing the game is on a quest at the moment. Uh, and the two like objectives that they have up in the top corner. Uh, so what the the main one, which is uh, follow uh, out to a Kenut's villa, which uh, apparently is a uh, appears to be a reference to Queen Kernet during the Fifth Dynasty. Sure. But the most important one, Chiron, is the main objective that that person is on at the moment is assassinate the crocodile. Yep. Yep. Are you supposed to assassinate a crocodile? Why? I, I don't know. 
I mean, I know, I know the answer. It's Akko, man. It's Assassin's Creed. It's Ubisoft. You're assassinating the crocodile to get its skin to make a pouch for your character. Crafting, of course, yeah. Because that makes sense. It's in all the Ubisoft games now. Gotta do the crafts. <laughs> yeah. Look, I can already feel slipping back into that negativity about Ubisoft games. Mm, look, uh, no, but I honestly, honestly, Watch Dogs 2 was a very good game. They learnt from a lot of their mistakes in the past, and I think Ubisoft as a company are doing that as well by by putting Assassin's Creed on the back burner for a year. It's probably too late. The Vendi will own them soon. Yeah. And then we'll go back to annual Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, that'll all be just garbage, and then they won't sell, and then they'll be like, cool, Ubisoft, get out. Yeah. Uh, kick him to the curb. This sounds promising, but again, I'm so cautious about Assassin's Creed games now. I'll be saying that right up until I probably walk in and pick it up when it comes out. Yeah, and there's a thing, like, like that that's our opinions on that and our friendship group has been of that uh opinion mostly about assassin's creed um i still a lot play of people, every game well that's it like you know but a lot of people fucking love this franchise and a, yeah. a lot of people love the lore and they love different aspects of it they love the gameplay they love these characters that they're going to, to hang out with they love these settings they get to explore um i get that like but yeah, for me personally, it just never really, never really clicked with me. I like and the stories. I don't stories. know why. I do. The only part I hate, I detest, is whenever they go into the modern world stuff. I mean, I guess the future stuff. Well, yeah. And then like, I just, ooh, I just switch off. Look at us. We're Abstergo. We're, we're making video games now. It's, okay. Uh, All right. I get at it. At least in, at least in Watch Dogs 2, it was just Ubisoft. They were I like, mean, yeah, we're here. It's our actual studio that's in San Francisco. Like. Absurgo is basically Ubisoft. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah. They're oh. basically making Assassin's Creed games in a game that is Assassin's Creed. It's too meta. It's too meta. It's, and I, I, it's I just, too meta. I'm so sick of the modern world stuff, and I get the feeling... If this is called Assassin's Creed Origins, and it's about, it's about like, the original, like, assassins, like, it's going to be... Yeah, like... The- and I'm going to want to... It's going to drive me insane... Yeah, oh, it's oh, going to be God. there because they, they, they're they committed to it now. It's, I mean, no, I don't, it was, no. it was, they were, yeah. they had a way out. Like when they, when they killed off Desmond. That's true. Yeah. That was their chance to sort of go, okay, it's there, but it's not important, but it's sort like of. Black Flags was probably the, <sighs> the best, it was, I, I handled relatively well. Was that the like, one with the dumb first person stuff? Actually, that was shit, but yeah, they. <laughs> The first person stuff was pretty garbage, but but like the 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 fact that the way that they handled the future stuff was just like it wasn't integral to the main storyline. Like they were like, yes. yeah, we're 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 using the the animus to like basically create experiences and make video games and movies and stuff like that. We just we're using it as a resource tool. Um, that's that was my knowledge of what I got from it, from what I, what little I played of that game. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Like, you know, they're just a company. They're just like, yeah, we're just maybe exploiting it. Who knows? But we're using this piece of technology and we're like, yeah, we're making some cool shit with it. Um, But we need you to go back and check out this guy. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, But I'm sure we'll hear all about it at Ubisoft's two plus hour conference they have at E3 this year. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see what else I've got there. Well, it's, I, I hope it's that fucking weird trailer that's in Watch Dogs 2. 
Maybe. The Cowboy Bebop game. If only, if only. But what could be there, Kyron? Oh, God. Yes, okay. Joel, what could be there? What could be there? So, our final, our final news story. Is it final news story? Yes. Yeah, it is. It is our last one. Our last one for this week. So, uh, on the Ubisoft bandwagon and keeping that train rolling. Because uh, they, there can't, they been... can't plug those leaks. Oh, God, no. It's just like it's like a sinking ship over there. Um, apparently, the next Far Cry game seems to be... seems like it's going to have a spaghetti western setting. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there's been... Uh, the Great Falls Tribune uh, put... Which I guess is a local paper, put in a report saying that there was a film crew shooting a live action trailer um, for an unannounced game uh, at a certain location uh, in the Montana Prairie. Uh, one of the people who was working on it, which is Jeff Gilliot, I've murdered that. I will ju- I, I'm not going to judge you for it, but I'm sure someone yep. out there will. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take all the, I'll take all the notes for that. Um, so apparently yeah, he's a producer on the shoot. He um, said that to uh, the, the paper that it was for a game, they were shooting a live-action trailer for a game that was supposed to be released in September. Um, and they're saying, yeah, it's, it's a sequel to an existing global franchise uh, and that the production stretched more than 5,000 miles from California to Montana. So this has turned into the fact that maybe we're getting a... Because it was recently they... Didn't the Ubisoft Twitter account tweeted uh, tweeted out something about it's time to return to, which is obviously something different, but it seems like Far Cry Three is probably going to get a re-release. Um, do you think this is going to be Far Cry Five, or do you think it's going to be like a more of a Blood Dragon kind of situation? Have we had a Far Cry since Four? Or was Four the last one? Primal. Oh yeah, Primal. Oh god, we Primal. had Primal. Sorry, Lauren. Sorry, Lauren. <laughs> I mean, I never played it, and it. Yeah, it's true. I never played it. I, I, I was interested, but I never got around to it. So, since we had Primal, I would say this will be Far Cry Five. Is it going to be five? I think it'll be five. Yeah, because that seems like it was their offbeat one. But I mean, look. But here's the, here's the big, the big elephant in the room. Okay, so. If they're going to go down the track of making a spaghetti western game, Karen, do you know of any other spaghetti western games that are at this stage due to release at the end of this year in September? Maybe. Uh Joel, I think what you're getting at is the initial confusion that arose when this, because when this was all happening, when this came okay. out, when the Great the Great Falls Tribune was reporting this, when people started getting spaghetti western into their into their head, Joel, you you know what they were thinking of. Mm, some sort of uh, rock star game developer, mm, maybe some a little a little game that you may have heard of. Probably not. It's pretty small. Probably probably not going to do very well. But it's called nah, Re- it's it's called Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, fighting an uphill battle. It's probably just, not going to yeah. do great. Honestly, I'm definitely not going to play it or be super excited for it. And at all, and given like the the what how this unfolded it wouldn't have surprised me mostly because we know that rockstar for starters don't care about how things are supposed to work rockstar do things rockstar's way exactly no one else's yeah but that's also where i was kind of like it's probably not though because rockstar wouldn't have let something like this leak because they're rockstar 
No. No. And the fact that uh, the the producer as well had already worked with Ubisoft on some promo stuff for uh, Driver, Red Steel 2, and Rabbids. Yeah, so... so the, the producer's already got... the Jeff's already got ties with Ubisoft, so... It's also worth noting that earlier in 2015, Ubisoft, on one of their many surveys, polled players about possible settings for Far Cry, and one of the options mm-hmm. was a game in the spaghetti western style set in the, in the 19th century Americas. I remember that I remember that survey. So, yeah. I think I actually filled it out. So, um look, any any other time I would have been like, fuck yeah, a Far Cry game set in the Wild West. Yeah, I'm in. The fact that and I'm still not convinced that, that Red Dead 2 is coming out this year. Who knows? I'm honestly. still not convinced. That game's not coming out. That's that's going to be March next year. We don't, like, it could make this year. We won't know until, like, two months beforehand when Rockstar goes, here's it, a release date trailer. It could, and uh, but I, I don't think it's... Uh, it'll be at November at the earliest, I think. Oh, yeah, it'll be a holiday game for sure. Like, it's not going to be September, like they've said. Well, they've rumoured at purportedly, because that sort of falls in time with the fall, I think they said. I mean, I'm pretty sure GTA Five US. originally released in September. That's true, yeah. But yeah, had it, I would have been like so on board for this because I quite like the. Far, I mean, I liked Far Cry Three. Far Cry Three was awesome. Loved that. Blood Dragon, Unreal Four, more of the same. Didn't feel right, and I didn't play Primal. But like Far Cry Three was one of my favorites. I really enjoyed that game. I played a lot of it. Um, and then yeah, just for them to turn everything on its head in Blood Dragon. Like, that was such a cool game and such a funny game. Um, great soundtrack, Amazing great visuals. Amazing soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And bloody, uh, what's his name from um, every 80s action movie ever? Michael Beam. Oh, God. Doing the voiceover for it. Like, it was, it was, it was really fun. good. It was good. So, like, I mean, if it's going to be... L- I would be more excited for it if it was more of a an experience like that rather than the next be all end all um far cry but i mean i guess it's good that i'm I'm excited that they're going somewhere different with far cry not doing the same thing again for its main installment so yeah i mean again it, it may not be far cry 5 but it just feels like given how the gaps have lined up like we had primal last year far cry 4 was a while ago it just feels like it's time for five and yeah that's true. Yeah, no, you're right. The biggest concern, uh, like, is if this comes out in September, and if it is a spaghetti western, and if if Red Dead Two <laughs> comes out this year, I feel so bad for Far Cry because it's going to get oh god, slaughtered. Yeah. and it's going to get consistently compared as well. Yeah, it's like okay, you've got two is two open world western games. Like, which one is going to be better received? It's going to be the one by uh, Rockstar. Exactly. And I mean, already, like, earlier this year, people were drawing comparisons between Horizon Zero Dawn and Zelda. Two very different games. Yeah. But, but like, because they shared similar elements ever, and they came out at the same time, everyone was like, oh, well, Horizon's clearly the better game because of this. Oh, no, but Zelda's clearly the better game because of this. Like, no, they're fucking different games for different systems and appealing to different people. Horizon is sort of like a Zelda game, though. It's kind of, I guess it is. So, no, I'm not saying in a detrimental way. It's probably more so, like, from what I understand, it's probably more so like an Ubisoft game. Well, but, I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of crafting. There's a lot of going to points on that. I, I'll let you know next week once I've played it, hopefully. Um, but yeah, like uh, the, the fact that they're going to be so similar in, in, in content or in th- theme and setting, like, of course they're going to get compared. And of course, Rockstar's going to win. I, if, if this ends up being true, I hope that Ubisoft has a way to sort of stand out in their game because, yeah, you do not want to be going toe-to-toe with Red Dead Redemption 2 this year. You just do not want to. Again, maybe Red Dead won't come out this year. If it Clear, does, uh, Look, if, if that's a smart, the smart thing for them, if this is all true for, for Ubisoft, is for them to say, hey, this is a new Far Cry game. Yes, it's going to be a spaghetti Western setting. Blah, blah, blah. No release date. Just say it's coming. Because, <laughs> I mean, you never know. Like, this could be, like, the perfect... Like, once you finish Red Dead 2, this might be a good game to go on to next, just to sort of... It could be, yeah. Like, to continue that, just to ease out of the, the Western spirit, yeah. Because if nothing else, like, especially for Far Cry 3, that game was a lot of fun. Oh, God, yeah. That game is so much fun. Like, so much fun. And I don't... I don't know why I didn't feel the same I did about... I can tell uh, you why. But why? Because Far Cry 4 just wasn't different. It, nah, it was just Far Cry 3, except you could ride elephants, and there was like a little yeah. a little helicopter car you could drive and fly around in. And Tro- Troy Baker was the bad and guy. Troy Baker was, was a bad guy, like, but he wasn't yeah. interesting as a bad guy. I don't know. He like, was still cool, but he was hardly in it, to be honest. Like, yeah. he was hardly in the game. Like, he's there at the start, and then you don't see him again for like another 10 hours. Um, while you're off riding elephants and fucking sending them charging into doing everything but the missions. Oh god, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that talking about like open playgrounds and giving people a, a space to play in. That's that's another friend. Like Far Cry Three is another game that's like, all right, here's a here's a garrison. You're gonna go take out everyone in it. We're gonna let you decide how you do it. You can do it. You can go in guns blazing. You can do it. It was very bare bones, but it was it was still fun to try and figure out ways into these camps. You you can lure cassowaries. Oh god, that was so much fun. That was kick and also also terrifying because every time you saw a cassowary, the wildlife was one of the best parts of that game. Was like trying to encounter those. So I guess yeah yeah, Far Cry Three was a good game. Um, so I I would I I want to play I. If this is all true, I'd want to play this game. It's just, if it does come out the same or close to, I know what I'm going to buy. Like, Rockstar already has my money. Because I, I like their games. Like, I like their worlds they build. Like, Red Dead Redemption is just such a good game. I'd be happy if they re-released that on the PS4. If they just went, yeah, we're just going to do a remaster. If, if you they had, won't, because it's Rockstar. But an Xbox One, you could just play it backwards compatible, Joel. Don't. Mm, and that's why it's never getting done, by the way. Yep. Thanks. Fucking backwards compatibility. Uh, thanks, anyway. Thanks, Sony, for not figuring that shit out, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Not, not fucking sorting at it's all not, out. It's not Microsoft's fault. But, they got, they the got it together. PlayStation Now. The PlayStation Now. No, no. no. We're Australian. PlayStation No. I can't that's... stream a PS3 game on my Australian internet. I'm sorry. No, exactly. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, but, like, I'm, I... Yeah, I really hope they go about this the right way, and I hope, I hope we get to E three and they're just like, lol jokes. It's, it's like a commercial for a commercial within the game, and it's something maybe, completely different. Maybe it's a their space western Joel. Oh, their cowboy bebop game, <laughs> their firefly game, Kyra and 
Oh, Kyron. Yes. Oh, man, if that was the... <laughs> now, that... You were saying before about having something that differentiates it from... That would from do Red it. Dead. That'd do it. What if it is filming chuck the commercial there? But that's not when the game's set. Just chuck it in space. Fingers, there's, fingers crossed. There's the episode title. Just chuck it in space. <laughs> please, um, don't, <laughs> please don't call it that. No, I won't. I won't. Ubisoft, just chuck it in space. Um, <laughs> chuck it in space. I, seriously, like I, that'd be awesome. Oh man! I mean, it, it, honestly, was a thought I just had then, like because we do, yeah. have we still don't know what that even was. It could have been nothing, but that was it. Sort of had that cowboy bebop feel, and anyone who knows cowboy bebop knows it's like space cowboys. See you, space yeah, cowboy. Space, see you, space cowboy. It's called cowboy bebop. Like it's so if that, you know. if they were going for like a space western sort of route, that would be interesting and fun. I don't know how the hell they would even do it, but I'm open to the idea. Yeah, fuck. I'm so, I'm so open. If I played a I'm game so open to- that let me live the life of Cowboy Bebop slash Firefly, I would be a happy man. If like, I'm so open to that idea that I that I will be mad if that doesn't happen now. <laughs> I apologize, Angelo, because it probably won't. Yeah, it won't. You've set my expectations too high, Karen. We can, we can <laughs> dream about Space Western We games. can dream. That's I like that usually always our last news topic or our last question always ends up us being... Oh, we can dream, kind. One day, like one day, we go off at like a, a a fantastical, like tangent of uh of dreams and wonderment. Um, oh boy, kind. I'm starting to feel the fact that I've been up since I I, I went to bed at seven thirty this morning. Well, lucky for Ooh. you, Joel. But uh, no questions tonight. No questions. Turns out Sean's still away on holiday. We yeah. we ran for quite a bit by looking at our record time. Well, there's, yeah, there, was, there was a lot to talk about this week, and I don't think it's going to be slowing down anytime soon. No. So. As we said at the start, like we are in the month countdown until E3, so it's probably just going to get more packed, and we'll have to start yep. making hard choices about what we yep. talk about. And now we've now we've temporarily said goodbye to our anime best friends. I miss them already, now. Joel. I miss I them know, already. Me too. It's only been like like 12 hours, and I, or nearly 24 hours. Like I'm playing, I'm playing Prey, and I've got Horizon around the corner. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I miss my anime friends. Yeah, I just miss them. I think about them all the time. With them, just want to start a new game and just be like, yeah. Get to the point where I meet Ryuji and be like, okay, I can breathe again now. (laughs) He still exists. Anime friends are still here. (laughs) Oh, I think that's an episode, Karen. All right, let's wrap this one up, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. As always, thank you for listening. If you've reached this point, you've you've listened to us ramble a lot today. Uh, yeah, I'm now dreaming of a Metroid, and Joel's dreaming of a space western Ubisoft game. Oh, God. anything could happen. Maybe not those things, but hey, we can cross <laughs> our fingers. No, your thing's more likely to happen than it, my thing. Is it, Joel? Is it <laughs> on paper? No, actually, I don't know. Who I don't knows? know anymore, Who man. knows with Metroid? Who knows? I don't even know. I want it more than anything else, but who knows? <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook, where we are just Dialogue Options. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dialogue Options. You can send us an email to dialogueoptions at gmail.com if you want to ask us questions or tell us to play games, or maybe... Maybe tell us that we were wrong and maybe Far Cry 5 as a Spaghetti Western would be much better than Red Dead. I don't see it, but maybe you can... Or believe you, but... <laughs> if, they can, if they can form a good fine. argument, I'll listen. 
Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it into consideration, <laughs> but just know now that you're wrong. Um. Uh, as for us individually, you can find me on Twitter at LemonManX, where I, I'm actually I'm tweeting about not a, not a great deal of coherent things. Prey, still thinking about meeting Natalie Dormer, uh, and not a whole lot else. Good times. Yeah, good times. very good times. Uh, as for you, Joel, where can I find you? You can find me at Jolly Mac, where I posted, uh, I tweeted out, I, I retweeted a, a lovely gif that made apparent the fact that Yusuke, one of the characters in uh, in Persona 5, when you find a treasure chest in one of the dungeons, because he's dressed as a fox, his tail wags. Oh my God. It's amazing. And I was like, "That's I didn't even know that. And now I can't unsee that. Oh, actually. Uh, one thing I did tweet, Joel, you can go check it yeah. out as well. I tweeted a play of a game that I got in Overwatch tonight. Oh, really? Where oh, I realized how much I hate Mercy. Oh, I've heard some You can go I've heard some stories it. about this at the moment, but yeah, you I've can, heard that You can go look at it. It's it's mostly me getting a sweet like multi-kill and then Mercy going, "Nah, res." Yep. Like great. No, I great. Great. I've heard. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> I've heard that apparently that's that's happening a lot at the moment. Is like Mercy's stealing a lot of plays of the game. Oh, the I, I, I definitely got the play of the game, but like my play of the game ends with me landing and going, "Oh, good, everyone's alive." <laughs> Yay! We did it, guys. Good times. Good times. Oh. All right. Um, we will let our theme song. Strike Witches Get Bitches by Azure Flux. Take us out. Woo woo! And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See y'all. Bye.